You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up? It's your girl Tamara, aka Girl from Harlem. And this is Ray Daniels, aka the Culture Referee. And this is the Guy Show. Boop, 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 boop. And today we have uh, one of my favorite rappers out here. Um, as far as the what he represents. Uh, I think we argued in my comments about something that I said I can't remember. Oh, we get to that. We'll we get to that. To. Yeah, we yeah, get to that. Yeah. Uh, from New Orleans, yeah. a rapper and also a Harvard professor. Right. Who would have thought hip hop mm. would take it this far? Mm. My brother mm. and yours, mm. D1. Welcome, welcome, welcome to welcome. the show. Thank y'all for having me. I mean that. I love what y'all doing up here, and I always want to be a part of a dope conversation. You know? Oh, thank yeah. you. Wait, I, I want to know what y'all was beefing about in the comments. I'm looking for a while we talking. It was it was something that I said. It was it was one oh, of my controversial what, things I said. What, was it something you said about uh about uh narcissistic? Yes. Oh. There you go. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I had to go he said that, he it. said yeah. That's exactly what it was. It's I got like six thousand comments on that, and we were talking about it. But um before we start. Yeah. Yo, shout out to our sponsors. We are nothing without you guys. Yoko Vaca, Toten Carry, the most beautiful luggage in the world. Look at the behind Tamira. Give me a clip where you can show the shit behind Tamira behind me. We out here getting to it. Shout out to our sponsors. Like, subscribe, do all of that stuff that we need to keep this podcast going, to keep educating and entertaining and giving our people the game they need to get to their dreams. Mm. Thank you. Now, back to the narcissistic comment. Yes, sir. Let's go. So when I said it, so... Obviously, I, and I, I actually remember the comment because it was like you was like it was like the way it was like frame the frame it was like framing the way I thought, and I remember saying what I was really trying to do was I was trying to let people see that there are words that they weaponize against the poor, right? Like manipulation and narcissism, um, but those are words that the rich use to the mentality that Rich used to be successful. So I was just really saying, it's not like, I've been humble my whole life. Mm. 
the most, the, the only time that people might say I've been arrogant is when I start doing a podcast. Like, how dare you? <laughs> like, you got to be a narcissist to think that you can say something that's going to affect the world and put a mic in front of me. That's some narcissistic shit. Like, I think what I can, what I have to say is more important. So I'm going to say it. Mm. And also being humble is just some people way of saying, sit your ass down. Mm. Kendrick actually said it. Be humble. Mm -hmm. Sit down. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's like, and I don't want to sit down, bro. Mm. And, and here's the crazy part. People like you shouldn't sit down. Mm. Because you are the, the total opposite of what of what's wrong with rap. Mm. And you being humble mm -hmm. is why these other guys are like, look at, me, look at me, look at me, look at me, is why we need you on the fucking God show. Gotcha. So you can say, look at me too now. Facts. Let's go. Facts. That's love. That's love, brother. Um, yeah, I actually... My my whole thing was I you're right, it's important that people like me could prove to others that I'm winning. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because you got a lot of people that's sitting at home that's consumers and they watching the God show and they're just like, yo, I just wanna be successful. You know what I mean? Whatever, if Ray look like he's successful, that's what I want. If D1 exactly. look like he's successful, that's what I want. And I just wanna show people that you can still be successful while still being a God fearing man and mm. being humble. You know what I mean? Like success don't have to look like pulling up in a foreign car. You could pull up in a Honda Accord, you know? Exactly. And you're still successful. But our people aren't taught that. So they try to feed us the most dumbed down version of what success has to look like. You got to wear all this jewelry. You got to buy these certain name brands and wear them. And you got to go flaunt that stuff. Meanwhile, what Ray said right before the show started, a young brother, rest in peace to that young brother, just got killed outside his own mixtape release party. party. You yes. know what I'm saying? Why? Because when you show your success in that type of way, in our community where many people are starving and hurting, you turn yourself into a target. Mm -hmm. You turn yourself into not somebody that people are just wanting to be like, but something that people are like, oh, I'm going to catch him slipping. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why it's important for me to be like, I wanted to be the person to where they like, man, we know D1 got money. But he just don't wear it, and he don't pull up in it. But we know he got it. We know D1 is booked and busy. We follow him on IG, but he is humble as ever. He come to Chick-fil-A, and everybody fanning out just now, but he going to take a picture with everybody. He going to show love just to redefine what success look like. I like when a little kid. I agree with that, though. Yeah, okay. But, 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 so that don't, but, I don't think that makes me a narcissist. But I'm about to, I'm about to say, uh -huh. to me, it is. Let me tell you why. Because mm -hmm. it's your way of, it's you are saying, I learned this from Tony Robbins, a book he read. You're saying my thought process and my way is more is 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 better than that way now mm. in reality it is mm -hmm. so it's mm -hmm. not so it, it is mm -hmm. but you're saying this is how i think we should do it compared to how you know everybody else because bro like i i have some really 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 rich friends mm. they all have one thing in common they narcissistic as fuck they feel like i know Listen to me. I'm the best. I, I was born to do this. And there's nothing wrong with that to me. Mm. It's nothing wrong with being a narcissist if you don't have the work ethic to back it up. Mm. Kobe, like, like you heard what they said about Kobe? You heard what um, Dwight Howard just said about Kobe? What he, say? he said, he said, they said, what's the difference between Kobe and LeBron? He said, LeBron was everybody's friend. Okay. Kobe didn't care to be our friend. Mm -hmm. He was in that motherfucker to win. Mm -hmm. And he didn't play with us. He wasn't trying to be mentality. cool with us. Mama mentality. Some people thought Kobe was arrogant. He really didn't start getting loved and celebrated until right. later in his career. But early yeah. in his career, he was arrogant, but he was arrogant for a reason. He did the work. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. ever seen that? Um, it's a documentary called uh, that everybody should watch. It's called um, The Redeem Team. Oh, yeah. Oh, on yeah. Netflix. After they lost the... Um, yeah, yeah, after, after they, they lost. lost. And, they, bought, and yeah, they tell yeah, the story yeah. about how they all hung out in the club the night before, yep. and they was walking up like five in the morning Kobe from the club, and Kobe was coming down the elevator. Yeah. And they was like... 
what you doing? He was like, well, what y'all doing? I'm about to go work out. And they got on the elevator and they kind of was quiet and mellow and LeBron and Wade. And they looked right. at each other. They was like, y'all seen this nigga? Right. Yeah. And it was like, and then he, the next day, LeBron was there. Yeah. The next day, Carmelo was there. And he set the tone. Mm -hmm. So he basically said, I feel like he, I feel like what I want to do is smarter and better. And what I'm interested in is more important than what y'all interested in. And they followed. Mm -hmm. And they made them better. So for me, I, I think is and, and the whole point I was saying, D1, I was saying we look at them wrong. Mm. We make it negative. I'm not trying to argue the definition, but I'm saying there's nothing wrong with having excessive interest in yourself and what you want to do. Now, Tuma, you know Tuma? I was just at Tuma's house three days ago. Tuma <laughs> called me yesterday. Tuma, is the, Tuma pulled me to the side. All right. He was like, Ray, I have one problem. And he broke it down in a way where I was like, college educated <laughs> he said you gave the definition of the word you didn't give the verb of the word mm, he said okay. a narcissist by definition is that but being a narcissist so i understood what he was saying but i'm like i still stand on i'd rather you have excessive interest in yourself and what you do because the bigger you get the more you can help you don't think mr beast and Fucking Jake Paul and them, the big YouTubers didn't think that what I'm doing is more important. Mm -hmm. That's why they did it. They mm -hmm. put themselves out there. And now they giving back to the world. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, I'd rather you be a narcissist and win. Because mm -hmm. I know if D1 got a billion dollars, what he going to do with it? Compared mm -hmm. to another motherfucker. There's been, a lot of, there's been a lot of people in the world who have had uh, admirable hearts, but corrupt character mm. so that mm. by the time they accomplished these great things that they sought after their character got so corrupt in the process that they look back and they're like it's like somebody you saw from high school and it's just like you remember them being one way in high school you see them 20 years later it's like dang what happened to you mm. you know what i mean and it's because the journey really dictates who we are it's mm. not who we say we want to be so i i just learned that you you cannot outsmart the devil mm. and mm. and ultimately in this world people that are full of themselves and people that feel like life is all about success and worldly accolades, that's a trait of the devil. Meanwhile, if I'm trying to follow Christ, if I'm a man of God, I recognize that God is able to always be the person. Jesus walked the earth and was just like, bet, okay, I ain't got to be the loudest. I ain't got to be the flashiest. Y'all begging me to perform miracles in front of y'all just to prove to y'all who I am. And I'm like, nah, like that ain't even my character is to show off in front of y'all. So I recognize that's countercultural, being in this industry yes, and not being a stunner. And I'm from New Orleans, the home of the number one stunner. stunner. You know what, what I mean? What, so what? I, re <laughs> I recognize that I'm going countercultural the whole time, but it's just because I want people to see that, yo, you can have money in the bank, but you could be morally bankrupt. Mm -hmm. And that's what we see a lot of in this game is like, man, if, if money is the top of the totem pole, then we're going to be looking up to a lot of people with corrupt character who are paid. And that corrupt character never leaves you with that peace. I agree. That, that it never That's why you. they're unhappy, by the way. There you go. Because they, they, the, the, the dirt that they did is what's keeping them up at night. It's haunting them, bro. It's yeah. haunting them, bro. And, and so my, my goal is, Ray, how do we get people to realize that the, all the money in the world ain't even worth it if you had to either sell your soul in the process, if you had to uh, lose your integrity in the process, or if you don't have real peace at night because a lot of your sins that you committed and a lot of the people you messed over coming up, now you can't get that, that time back. Now, I'm going I'm to kind of challenge you and push back a little, just a little, because right. I agree with you. So on my come up, I didn't want to be in the music business, D1. I didn't want to be in the music business. Like, literally, I was working at Delta, and someone who wanted to be in the music business Actually, asked me to help them. All right, and all I was right. like, all right, cool, I'll help. And 
all of those guys that I ran into, I started with, I had three different crews, like three different ideations. The first one was the guy that brought me in. The second one was Bonja and them. And then the third one was just me and Noah, right? And th these are all my people, 2004 to 2000, 2003 to 2005. Mm -hmm. And none of them made it, bro. None of them made it, bro. And I used to feel bad at night because mm. I was like, this wasn't even my dream. How the hell did I get here? And they didn't get here. Mm. But the reason why, because, you know, we have survivor's remorse. As, as, as black people from nothing, you, you have that. Like, it's, I'm still fighting it right now at the age I am now. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I realized was that I had, when I start reflecting was, was that none of those guys got an inch further, though. Okay. So it wasn't meant for them because mm. if, it, if they did the work, they would have made it. They mm. was with me. They was ahead of me. Mm. They, didn't, they didn't honor the process. Mm. And for me, I wish, that they, I wish that they did have that arrogance about them because I didn't have it. Like, it was just people like me. I was just running to people. Like, I got an artist named D1. He's so dope. You should meet him, blah, blah, blah. And people would be like, man, I love you, man. You are so passionate. Like, mm. And I'm like, that's cool, but you want to meet him? And then they would be like, yeah, that's cool. But I only want to meet him because I like you. Mm -hmm. I want to help him because I like you. And then I had to start realizing later, here I am still 18, 19 years later, still being liked, still being fucked with. Mm -hmm. And none of those guys made it. So it wasn't that it wasn't that I'm narcissist or there anything. It was just they didn't have the work ethic because mm -hmm. no matter who you are, if you got a let me let me just tell you something. If you got a crazy work ethic, mm -hmm. crazy, but. You're humble and the same work ethic, but you're a narcissist. The narcissist is going to get further in life. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth. Mm -hmm. The narcissist is going to get further in life. Mm -hmm. The humble guy is going to get far, but he's not going to get as far as the narcissist guy because the narcissist guy was like, it's about me. I remember coming up in this business, bro. I remember being in this business and seeing all, and it was like, I, I didn't like the arrogant guys, D1, because I was like, arrogant piece of shit. <laughs> but those arrogant guys all made it further than me. They all went further than me because they would come in that room and be like, it's about me and what we doing. Mm -hmm. And I would come in the room and be like, man, I'm just happy to be in the room. Mm -hmm. Is it arrogance or tunnel vision? Like it, 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 it just it's all it's all based on perspective. That's what I'm saying. Some people see manipulation bad. I don't think manipulation is bad because Phil Jackson manipulated fucking players to do shit to be great. You ever seen them NBA players when they leave the league? How they be looking <laughs> them big ass jeans and big shirts and mm -hmm. you know why they look like that? Because they don't have somebody in their ear every day telling them you can do something great. Mm. They fell off. So it's, so, it's, so it's not the what of what the word is. It's not narcissism or manipulation. It's how you use that word. Mm -hmm. That's because how, verb how you yeah. perceive it, I think. I think it's how you perceive it. How you, how you perceive it. Okay. Yeah. Or, or how, how a Phil Jackson chooses to use the word manipulation. If he's manipulating you to be a better player, then I think that's positive right. manipulation. Right. You know what I mean? But if you're manipulating somebody and... You causing them to miss out on opportunities because, mm -hmm. you know, you really had a, a game plan. You want this other player to get on the team. So you manipulate this player to go out there and play while he's hurt so that he injures That's himself. True. That's true. That's true, though. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's all about how you but, use but, that. But you, who knows what's real and what's not? In my opinion, mm. God. God knows. There you you go. and God know if your intent is good or bad. That's why no matter what I'm doing in life, I don't care how you feel about me. Like you could be like Ray fucking me over. I know I ain't fucking you over. Cause I got to deal with God at the end mm -hmm. of the day. Okay. And I already know that I've thought it. I've thought it through. I know that you just can't see cause you don't have the perspective yet. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. You in your mind, you're thinking I'm getting done wrong. You only think you're getting done wrong because you haven't sat in this seat yet. What mm -hmm. about communication though? Why can't you? Can't? I, I, no, no, you can, but, but it's hard. You, 
you got to be ready to receive it. Mm. I can give you all the love you want, all mm. the love I have in my heart, but if you ain't ready to receive it, it's just going to be. I got I got a question for you, Ray. Go ahead. If you can make it to level 10 on mm. the success ladder, yeah. right? If you can make it to level 10 by manipulating and being a narcissist and all that stuff, or if you can make it to level eight in a way that you know 100% God is proud of how you went about your journey of uh, ascending in this in this world, would you be more down to be on level it's eight? It's not even a question. Two? It's level eight. Okay. But here's the thing. The thing is, is that I look at the world. So not to get deep, but you are a deep brother. So <laughs> this is how I see the world, right? We all think, everybody in this room think that there's something great out there for us coming, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I like it's like peaks and valleys, right? Look at it like this. Like, I learned this early in the music business, peaks and valleys. You have some people who think that their worst days are behind them and their best days are in front of them, mm -hmm. right? But your worst days might be in front of you and your best days might be behind you. Who determines that? You do. Mm -hmm. You do by how you carry it, how you treat it. So for me, I just look at it like, like, like from the standpoint of I've seen people who I thought were bad people, bro, mm -hmm. like terrible people, mm -hmm. win. Mm -hmm. It's one guy, I ain't going to say his name, but he manages a superstar. I'm not lying to you, Tamir. This is the first time, only time in my life I thought God can't be real. And I've never questioned God my whole life, but I questioned God for this one guy because he's such a bad person. Mm -hmm. And now he's not, and it's not, I've seen him around his kids and he wasn't friendly to them. I'm like, nigga, how did God bless you? It wasn't God that blessed him. It was the oh, devil. You know Boom. It. Now, here we go. Now, here's it. I'm glad you said that. So, here's what I was trying to get to. There was, how long was slavery? 400, 400 years. years. 400, 400 years, right? 400 years. There, that means there were millions of slaves who were born slaves and died slaves. Yes. Mm -hmm. And guess why, guess why they died slaves? They died slaves because they thought it would be over soon. If they knew they was going to die a slave... They would have carried life way different. They would have fought. I'm, te they didn't, I'm telling you, they didn't, um, if they knew him, this is what I'm trying to say. I know it sounds crazy, but, because I always think like, man, God loves all of us, right? But it was people who was born slaves and died slaves. How the fuck does that happen in a world where God has love? You know what happens in the world? When you use God against them. Mm -hmm. When you use God against them, you tell them, humble yourself. Be happy we taking care of you, boy. Be happy that we doing this for you, boy. And I was like, Damn, I'm not gonna let that shit happen to me. You're not gonna let you're not gonna you're not gonna manipulate me to think that I'm less than. I'm gonna manipulate myself to think I'm more than, and then maybe I will be more than. And look what fucking happened for me. Right. That's why education and having conversations are important. So, as a professor mm -hmm. right now, what's the name of the course that you teach? Yeah. So it's called uh, the role hip hop has played in social as a social agent of change. Ooh, that is a good course. Yeah. I would take that. Um, before we even dive into that, one of the first things I do when I go to school is they give you the definition of what course you're taking or what you're majoring in. So what would you say the definition of hip hop is? I mean, hip hop, the definition is like it's a it's a culture. Rap music is the art form. That's the that's the music portion. But hip hop is a culture that encompasses the different elements of hip hop. You know, DJing. You got beatboxing. You got dancing. MCing. You got yep. You got uh, uh, dancing. And then you also got a uh, uh, style. I would say fashion. Yeah. That, so so hip hop is you know it's it's the embodiment of all of those elements. Okay. So. Right now we're coming. So when you're teaching the next generation of what I'm assuming mm -hmm. is going to be carrying on the hip hop legacy, what is the biggest thing you want them to walk away from after they take your course? Great question. 
I want students who take my course to walk away understanding that in hip hop, you're either a consumer or you're a, a creator. Mm-hmm. With that being said, if you're a consumer, you can play a role in helping your consumption to be something that brings about change in the world. Mm. You have to become what's called a consumer activist. That simply Mm. means that what you choose to support, where you spend your money, the the Mm. artists whose merch you choose to buy, the concerts you go to, that that has the potential to shift the economy. That has the potential to shift the entire world world based on what you consume. You feel Mm. me? That's real. If you're a creator... You clearly have an ability to shift the culture because as a creator, you get to pick and choose. Do you want to be the type of artist who's going to narrate the ills of the black community and where we come from? Or are you going to glorify the ills of the black community? You know what I mean? That's a big difference between narration and glorification. So as consumers, you can't just say, well, the radio playing the same music all day. That's an old, irrelevant, dead argument. Nowadays, if you want to be a consumer activist, you got to show that you want something different based on what you consume. But the problem is for consumers and creators is we're addicted to a lot of the poison that's holding us down. We know it's wrong. It's a concept called cognitive dissonance. Mm. Cognitive dissonance is where you know in your brain and in your heart that something is not right. But although you know it's not right, you still find yourself drawn to it and attracted to it. You know it's toxic for you. You know you don't need it, but it's like, dang, I want it. So why how do I feel about my ex? There you go. Why though? I want to know oh, why. Oh, I thought you said lotto. No, I, I said right. why though. Oh, right. Like, no, why though? Like, like, cause why? Because it's so salacious. Because it's so juicy. It's so it's so packaged so well and marketed so great to us mm-hmm. that we just like, man, this this music right here. I keep hearing it. I keep getting. I keep getting force fed it. Like. This is what I want. I'm seeing every time I open up the streaming platforms, this artist is popping up. So therefore, it becomes something where, hey, I developed a taste for the same thing I know deep down I should be fighting against. Mm. And I would argue that a lot of people, we have what's called selective outrage in our community. We We really don't want, we really, if we really get down to it, we really ain't prepared to die about what we say we want mm. to be different in this world. Mm. We, got, we got ancestors and forefathers who's ready to die about what they said they wanted the change to be. Mm-hmm. I feel like people don't want that real. They just say that they yeah, do. Yeah, they just want sweet about it. People don't want that real, and I'm one of them too. I'm so easily entertained by ratchet activity. Violent negative imagery mm. always seem to interest me. I tell myself, no more music glorifying evil. Selling drugs, womanizing, killing our people. Then I hear a song with a tight beat and can't deny it. The hook is catchy, so I subconsciously memorize it. Next thing you know, I'm reciting all the lyrics. And my day don't feel complete unless I hear it. Inviting darkness in my spirit. This Mm. can't be light. I'm craving what I'm supposed to be fighting. This can't be right. I must be blind to the effects. This can't be sight. Death is in the power of the tongue. And this can't be life. Mm. Be careful what you get involved with. Because you can't support a cause, but then hate the effects that it causes. Mm. Mm. Well, you, oh, you, feel hard. Me? you feel me? That's hard. That's it took what we me a while to through. realize. I was like, oh, we doing okay That's now. Like, you know, know it's good. I, I it was the, like I conversational. Know, I heard the accent coming in. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I heard the accent. That's what we going through, I know yo. that's right. So what is a misconception about hip-hop that you would like to change? Oh, a misconception about hip-hop is that all of these artists that appear successful are really happy. That's a misconception. Mm-hmm. 
these artists that appear to be see success does not equate to peace. Mm. And I won't even use the word happiness because you could be you could be happy because you constantly intoxicated, so you don't have yeah. to deal with your reality on yeah. a daily basis. Mm-hmm. But as far as having peace, like uh, I think that's the misconception is that a lot of these artists who are quote unquote winning by the world standards that they really at peace. Man, a lot of these artists are desperate. A lot of these artists are like they begging for help, but they feel like, dang, I'm a prisoner to my own persona. Mm. Yes. I created this image. I created this character named blah, 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 which y'all call me as my rap name. I created this character and blew up off of it. But now I got to get into character every Every day day. to Mm -hmm. become that person. And deep down, I feel like I'm a prisoner to my own persona. That's one of the biggest misconceptions inside of hip hop. A lot of these hip hop artists are prisoners of their own success. I never success. even thought of that. And they have, no, no, they do. And they have a lot of misery. Uh, I mean, like, it's deep, bro. Like, I love, that's why you say I went to interview him. I'm like, bro, I love how you think. Mm. And if we don't put a spotlight on this thought process, mm. we'll only have one thought process in the ecosystem, mm-hmm. which is get money, fuck niggas, fuck bitches, fuck everybody. And for me, it's like, bro, we gotta, there has to be a, a, like there has to be a, a better, there has to be, we have to grow as mm-hmm. a culture. Like, I don't know if we're growing. We not, Ray. But how do we grow as a culture? Well, we grow by, by, by putting a spotlight on, like I always say, I know I'd be funny. I'm like, I'm like a little slightly a comedian in a lot of ways, but <laughs> no, I'm being honest because I, but I say like, if all women only gave pussy to doctors, and lawyers, every man in the world would be a doctor lawyer or at least act like he's one. Yo, me and this man think similar. The, the last bar on my, I got an album called God and Girls because I feel like those are the two most powerful forces in this world. God and women, you heard me? So God and Girls. The last bar on the last song on that album, I say, uh, if women started liking godly men, more men would turn to God and the world's problems were in. Mm. Mm. Literally, but to hear you say that, if women started giving it up to doctors and lawyers, more men would be like, every, man, every I got to be a doctor. Every man would be like, man, you, which, which one you going to be? Well, I'm gay, I don't care. Oh, Fact. you like women, which one you going to be? I'm going for a doctor, man. I don't want to, I'm going for a lawyer. I don't like all that blood. I, and my thing is, is that, and, and, and I say this, and I don't, this is not a blaming, and I have not talked to no man in this room about this, but every little boy starts off sweet. Yes, I agree with you. And then you see the girl you like, Celebrating a dickhead, or she cheated on you with one. You oh, were being faithful to her, and yeah. she messed over you. That happened yeah, to yeah, me yeah, in college. Dog, dog. Every Tamira, I have James. Is this not y'all your story? Y'all was being mean to us and pulling our hair when we was little, and that's the boys y'all liked, not no, the boy that was like we was toy. Oh, he's pulling your hair because he likes you. Y'all been given, y'all been given toxic. No, 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 Tamira, information Tamira, Tamira, to the kids. Tamira, let me explain something to you. Listen to me, Tamira. There's a reason why the term is nice guys finish last. And if we start seeing nice guys finishing first, you will see an entire different world. And that is why we have the God Show. We got to put a spotlight on the nice guys. And that's the fucking truth. Nice guys aren't as fun. No, nah, seriously. No, that's what, see? There you go. There, there hey, you go. There it is. What you, what you, what you well, on, it, it just summed up your verse. What yeah, you just, just said. Summed up my you verse. want what's bad yeah, for you. Yeah, you want what's bad for you. You want what's, you know you this do. dude is going to fuck your life up, fuck yep. your guts up and cheat on you. Yep. Yet, and you know this guy's going to love you, marry you, and treat you, but he's yep. going to be boring. There you go. There and you I go. want action. Boring is okay, my mama used to say sometimes. Boring is Hey, okay. listen. Boring makes the best husbands. Yes. Come on. Lame makes the best boyfriends. Come on. All that cool okay. shit. If my, when my daughter asked me what she should do, pick you the lamest one <laughs> and love them. 
and appreciate them, and you give them the sauce. Love but a lame. I would do that, but I feel like, and sorry, because this is off topic, but I feel like I'm a always, when, then when I walk in a room full of dudes that aren't lame, I'm going to be wanting that, and then I feel like one day you end up cheating on your husband because you know realistically that wasn't your type. So that's why I so then go so then lane. so then accept that you are cons- you are contributing to the toxic culture okay. of a well, as the queen of toxic. Uh, you, oh well, you are the queen of toxicity. So, so. she owned it, guys. She oh, owned uh, it, Jordan. She owned it. Oh boy. Oh my God, anyway, she owned it. So recently, one of the arguments, and we spoke about this earlier, that me and Ray got into a big riff over was um, Fab said only one type of female um, music is being promoted. Um, do you think that's intentional? And what is the goal with all of that? And how it's going to affect the next generation? So if it's intentional, uh, I say this. I was signed to a major record label mm-hmm. before. All of the rumors about, oh, these people work for the Illuminati and, and they all worship the devil and all that, that stuff not true. They're capitalists. Mm-hmm. They simply want to make money. So you have to understand in this ecosystem of creators and consumers that the consumers are playing a role in what we feel like there's a demand for Cause when you see the consumers that are saying like, oh, if they say we don't want dating no nice guys, then guess what? The record label's gonna be like, well, we ain't signing no nice, ne- no, no, no nice guy rappers because women didn't already yeah. said people on this show right here didn't already said we don't want to be with no nice yes. guy, so exactly. we gotta sign the opposite of a nice guy because that's what women have a taste for. So when it comes to female rap, yeah, you got a lot of women nowadays. All right, I'm gonna say this. Are you in the game to be a teacher or a hustler? If you're in the game to be a hustler, you simply go, you're going to sniff and you're going to say, where, where the money at? Wherever I smell the money at, that's the direction I'm going. Or I got to rap about popping this if I'm a female. Or I got to rap about like selling this or, or being a player and f- girls as players too and all that. Bet that's what I'm going to do if you're a hustler. If you're a teacher, you're getting into the game like D1 saying, look, I don't need this rap game. I'm using it for the platform because I'm a dope lyricist. But at the end of the day, I'm in this game to have the platform to make change. You know what I mean? I think you got a lot of women who are getting into the game as hustlers nowadays. All these women, let's call them out by name. I don't believe in subliminals. You heard me? So who you got? You got Lotto. Uh-huh. You got, name some of the other ones. Sukiana. Girls. Sukiana. You got uh, girls. Sexy Ooh, Pound Town. Pound Town. Who that sexy is? Sexy Red. That was That's Sexy, sexy red. red. You got Cardi B. Cardi. You hear me? Even Nicki Minaj, like mm-hmm. to a certain degree, although she could really spit, you know right. what I mean? But yeah, Lotto like, too. look at her name, Nicki Minaj, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right. like we know what you've been selling. Foundation. Love that. Yeah. With that being said, with that being said, all these women have multiple layers to their personality, but it's an intentional decision not to showcase those multiple layers of who they are. Woo! Mm. Hold on. Boy, that is a fucking bar. Write that down. We need to put that out. That is it, bro. Are they trying to get towards the girls more or the guys more? Like these female personas. Do you think that they're like, who are they trying to attract with the prostitute music and stuff like that? They're trying to attract anybody that's going to be drawn to it. Honestly, like the record labels are savages for just making money. I had I had, I had, had somebody who worked at my label. I ain't going to call them out by name. A black person, you heard me? So we ain't going so to say this is all white people. Call. 50 radio stations in front of my face and advocate for OT Genesis, I'm in love with the Coco, to get played, right? In rotation. After that person made all them calls, they hung the phone up and looked at me and said, D, I hate that song. I don't even let my own kids listen to it. But I'm just doing my job. When we got people 
Man, when we got people that's living like that, mm-hmm. and, and they just all about a dollar at the expense of, hey, long as my family ain't affected, but I'm going to promote it to the rest of y'all families and y'all kids. That's the problem with the culture. So they just they just scavengers for wherever the next dollar bill coming from. Like if you you feeding your family at the at the expense, expense of, of your community, mm. man, bro. And that's so I, I'm at I'm at the point where I realize that I'm in this game, but I'm not of this game. I'm mm. in this culture, but I'm not of this culture. You know what I'm saying? And I love it because my platform was built based upon the people rocking with me. Nobody can take this platform from me. So I'm gonna say the boldest stuff, the stuff that's gonna challenge you. But I'm gonna say it because if I don't, then who will? I'm gonna tell you a story. I'm going to ask you a question, by the way. By the way, I love this. you one of my favorite guests. Mm. I don't even want to talk, mm. but I got to tell. I got to talk. I don't even want to talk. Nigga. talk I'm, like, talk, I'm looking at them like, hey, write that down. Write that down. Take that down. We got to put that out. Let me say so. So I'm at a, I'm at a label. I'm not going to say what label because this is a really, I've never said this story publicly, and I'm going to try my best to not give it away. I'm at a label, and we're sitting in a room, a whole bunch of label people, and we have a certain artist who is starting to get cold. And he started to get cold because he got into a, a relationship with someone and that person wasn't, was like on your vibration. Like, look, we're not, we're not doing that. So he stopped. He started getting cold. Now we're in the room. This is one of the scariest moments of my life in the music business. I never tell a story. And we're in a room and they say, somebody says, They got to break up. We got to get them away from each other. Because he's better when he's away from her because that way he gets on the drugs, the this, the this, the this. And, and mind you, that, that, you see your face right now? Now, I'm in there like. But here's the crazy part. They broke up a few months later. He was this person becomes back to the top. And that person becomes one of the biggest artists in the world. I think I know who you're talking about. Pretty sure, but I, I, I think I know who you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, especially, if, can I say the label nah. name? No. Okay, you can say it off record. You can say it off record, though. All right, off record. We'll can, I, I, I don't mind telling you off record. Because here's why I say that. Because I don't want people judging people. Wait, but Ray, but what hear did me you out. do? He wasn't wrong. They weren't wrong, though. And right. that's the part that's scary to me. Right. Where it was like, Damn, that that was one of the moments where I'm like, damn, the, the devil exists just as the devil is just as powerful as God. Mm. Because it, it it was really some evil shit, but it took, it gave that person everything they dreamed of. But as the as the guy in the room who, like you said, we're getting further, we're starting to know, we know better what's wrong and right now. You could tell, like, like you said, he's right. But that morally is kind of the wrong way to look at things. No, it's, you know what it's like, Tamir? It's like, it's like, it's like. City Girls put out a song about celebrating love, right? And it's like, I just want to be loved. I want to be this. You know, they show a vulnerable side of them, and no one buys it, mm. right? And then, and then you and I are sitting at the table, and you're like, them bitches need to go back to that pussy talk. And I'm like, well, that's fucked up. Mm. But that's they go the back reality. to pussy talk, talk, and they become the biggest group again. Mm-hmm. At some point in time, you got to ex- accept that there's a devil in here. Mm. And some people work for the devil, and some people work for God, and most people work for both. They don't know it, though. Right, you they don't know it though. Like you don't know you work for the devil when you're saying, "I want to." I, he might be born. I need a toxic nigga. That's evil shit. It's not. It's not judging you. You don't know, and you, you don't think you're being evil. You're just saying, I, "I need a nigga with some edge. I need a nigga that might snap shit out of somebody." That's evil shit. I do need a nigga that might slap the shit out of somebody. That's what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. that's evil that's no protection, shit. Though. 
that is still rooted in evil because that smack could lead to someone's death. Mm. But mm. but guess what? He smacked somebody, and that's what I wanted. So for me, it's like we we humans work for both, but the devil exists, bro, and you can win if you align with him. I have a question. How was this look in pop music? So, like, where does the devil lie in pop music? Because we know where it lies in hip-hop, and we know where it lies in rap. Where does it lie on the other side of things? What you mean? Like... Yeah, the devil is on Mount Rushmore when it comes to rap. Right. Like, oh, yeah. The devil yeah. is at the forefront of the right. industry. Uh, we see it. And, 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 and it's, it's crazy because it's really only Cause rap. Like, it's so only it's, rap. The devil's only playing around in rap. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the, the pop artists are probably doing the devil's work. Behind the high, scenes. Doing yeah, all behind yeah, the yeah. scenes. Yeah. But, like, a, a lot of these big pop artists are cokeheads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fucking bitches up, slapping girls. But guess what? When they make a song, I want you, I love you, and you singing a song. You don't know he's beating the shit out of girls, or you don't know that he's snorting coke or shitting on people. I mean, look at the shit they just said about Lizzo. Like, she's mm-hmm. out there telling people, you're beautiful. And then her dancers are like, when we go backstage, she's making us do salacious shit mm-hmm. to be a part of the crew. She don't know. In her mind, she's just entertaining herself. Entertainment. Crazy entertainment. Bro. You might have a good nigga, but you want to be entertained. Damn. And a good nigga is boring. So is oh. entertainment the root of all evil? Entertainment is, we are yeah. all contributing to the root of all evil. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow, it just hit me. Just a revelation right here. So, so now, so now the question is, what are we gonna do about it? Are we gonna do anything about it? Or are we just gonna realize, like, yo, we yo. just over the phone? But on to the next. Oh, time. No, no, it hit me out. I, I, I believe that there is a right way to do it. I just feel like we have no power in it because the people that control it are capitalists, and to me, a capitalist has to be rooted in evil because you're putting money in front of people. Mm. You're putting material in front of people. Like, man, fuck them people, man. Yeah, I know they're getting, they're going to get put out, but I need to get this money. The capitalists, you know what I mean? So I think it's, for me, it's just kind of like, all I can do is, like Michael Jackson said, start with the man in the mirror. And, 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 and that's what I've been doing. Like, I speak positivity. Like, I have you on here. Like, you know how many fucking artists hit me? I want to be, I'm like, bro, like, well, you want to come in and corrupt our people? Right, right, right. right you know what I'm saying? Because right. I started off talking, I really was talking to only behind the scenes people. I know. So for me, it's like having an artist like yourself, to me, this is the start. Yeah. It, like, if you can change someone's thought process, you are contributing to right. Absolutely. But you got to accept, listen, man, I still got some shit in me, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to act like I'm perfect. <laughs> I don't want nobody to get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, but I do like to dibble and dabble in <laughs> sexual activities from time to time. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think God made it that way. I'm just being <laughs> made it that way. I, I try not it. to hurt people when I do it, but I've done it. I'm just being honest with you. I've done it. I don't. I, but I don't want to shoot nobody. I want to hurt nobody. But shit. I, so I don't get too religious. It's, it's, you you got it. your you got your flesh that you. I don't want yeah. no born girl either. So I like hoes. Oh my god! See. Uh, I'm sorry, I be go. trying to skip I'm sorry, that part. Yeah, we're about I, to have I, a relationship podcast. Mad, my mad just. Said, I'm hey. just saying, I like hoes of more fun than good girls. How do we go from Lauren Hill to hoes? Don't hurt people. Hoes do not hurt people. Okay, they I'm make glad. people feel you good. You need to put that on record. Like hoes don't hurt people. Would you want to marry one though? Yes. You would marry yes, one. Yes, because Ray. Yeah, because I want to have a good time every day. He, but what if you don't know if you could trust her? And what if she? What if you got to? Well, I mean, hoes don't mean you can't be trusted. It just means. I think that's. I think that's part of. I like. Oh, you know what? Let me change it. I'm a, you're gonna change how I say it from now on. Mm-hmm. I want a good hoe. You want to experience. Man. You want to experience girls. She don't necessarily have to be a hoe. Why do the word fun girl. have to equate to her being an H O E? You heard me? Yeah. <laughs> we want somebody fun, right? I'm hoes are fun. Yeah. He, okay. Put that on a shirt for Ray, because I really think Ray wants no, 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 to no, 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 no. Listen, good girls want to pray with you, and I want you to pray with me after we finish having a good time. That seems a little I, awkward. It's not. It's the truth. It's, it, after it is, sex, do, like, do hey, come, y'all come be kneel married? next to me. Either y'all want to be married or no? Uh, hey, I don't believe it. I don't really y'all I don't believe know. in marriage. Y'all want to be married. Not all. Makes I, sense. I would love to see. Not if all. If there was a sense. man that could convince not, not me. Not all makes sense. If there was a I'm man in this one, world, I'm gonna be the one to, to, to ask the question. Have you been married yet? Huh? No, not yet. But, but not yet. Can. Now wait till you are. We gonna do a marriage version of the show. <laughs> you gonna come in and be like Ray? That's you, me, bro. Let me nah. tell you. Let me tell you what married people. Let convinced. me tell you what married people' favorite side line is. I mean, it's work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that don't sound fun. Like, y'all don't What the fuck you mean is work? I don't want to no. work. I want to have some fun. Mm-hmm. Work y'all, is work. Why is marriage work? Y'all tripping, bro. <laughs> I, I, I look, it's all about how you do it, yo. It's all about how you do it. Yeah, so, but as a female, you be, men look at you as a property after I own you. I get right to you. After you get married? Yeah. I mean, technically, you're supposed to submit to your husband. I you would submit to my husband as long as we know the rules. As What's long, the rules? As long as what? As long you as, know the rules. I want to hear. D1 wants to hear. Yeah, yeah, James want to hear. Jack wants to hear. What the, the whole rules, house want to hear. What the rules is? Um, One, keep, keep the outside stuff outside the house. Like, that gotta go. Have fun, but um, don't 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 bring it home. No diseases, home. no babies. Um, your family in this house comes first and above all else. I believe I do want a God family man. That is a big thing. Um, our morals have to align and what we believe and how we want to raise our children and what our future looks like. You have to sign a prenup with me. Um, okay. Actually, inheritance doesn't matter on prenup, so we might be able to skip that part. But that mm-hmm. comes later. Um, mm-hmm. and then just I, I one. A lot of people fall in love with girls for the fun girl that they are, and they like that personality. When, once you get married to them, they don't want you to be the, the fun person in the room no more. Be they fat. don't want you to be mm. loud. They don't want That's you to fat. smile and be in a club and all that stuff. So, I, one, I think timing is a big thing with marriage. I want to make sure I'm the female, and I'm ready for marriage, and I'm, I don't want to be in clubs no more. I don't want to do all that dumb stuff. So I'm just not in that season of my life yet, but I'll probably get there at one point. Gotcha. Just now I'm not walking in that. And I just don't believe that men are shit right now. I said men. Anybody notice I didn't say boys or niggas? I'm, I'm improving. It's baby steps. Mm. Just in general, you don't feel like none of us are, are, are like. There's dang. one man in the world I believe in, and it's Tehran. That's the only man in the world I believe what? in. I promise you, Tehran is my favorite person. Me and Tavon have so many conversations about like relationships and how to navigate through this world and standing on morals and your beliefs and not letting this industry corrupt you. And mm. that's just 
one of my favorite people. So yeah, we, yeah, we, you know, you don't let the industry change you. Like the industry can't change me, but it exposes me to things that make me really like. I would love to meet Ray before the industry. But they they develop a taste for some of that stuff. You'd be like, oh, this evil, but I like it. Now, what I think now, let me let me just say one thing about what I said about that that situation where they were speaking about that that artist and mm-hmm. the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. The the evil thing, they said they just said a fact, but the evil thing would have actually sent a woman to him to break him up or mm. sent drugs to him. Oh, okay. That's evil, but saying she's hurting him, his mm-hmm. brand, because mm-hmm. every brand don't match. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just be honest. Every mm-hmm. brand don't match. Jay and Beyonce's match. Mm-hmm. But, like, some brands just don't match. So what like, you're saying, Ray, is record labels don't care about you being a good person. They want you to be a good product. Yeah. They wanted him to I'm, be a good I'm, product. That's what. That's the book I'm writing mm-hmm. right now. There you go. It's like they want, like, record labels don't, record labels, first of all, let's, let me say another thing. 90% of the people that work at record labels are great, hardworking people who hate the same thing everyone else hates. They just got to do their job. Mm. It's the people at the top who are the pieces of shit. Mm. It's the people at the top who get the big bonuses. The people that work there, like most people that work at record labels, I'm being, I don't look, y'all, I'm being honest. Most people, most of my friends that work at record labels hate their job. Mm. I, it's, it'd be hard pressed to find someone who's been at a label for more than a year that loves it. Maybe first three more months, than I love it. Key, more yeah. than a year, loves it, dog. They, and it would be, I, I'm, I'm in Atlanta, so I always had lived in Atlanta. So when I would go to, to L.A. or wherever, I, New York, I would see the people and they just look so miserable. And I was so happy. But I, it took me to realize I'm happy like this because I don't live here with y'all every day. Okay. I don't, put, I don't, like, I don't have to deal with the bullshit. Like, I've seen girls cry after meetings because they had an idea in the room. Shut up. Shut up. The people that work at the record labels are the most, the top people are the most arrogant ignorant motherfuckers they don't know shit but they don't have to you know why because they got 300 people that report to them and as long as one of them know they take the credit Mm -hmm. but they don't know shit because if they did the labels will be doing better Mm. why are they not doing better Mm. why they they, like don't 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 even get me started on this first of all you can put a dummy and at the head of any major record label with a major back catalog and they're gonna make their numbers Mm -hmm. i mean i'm talking like a crash dummy like, he don't even say nothing. He's just a dummy. <laughs> Literally. He don't even, he's a doll. You could put a doll at the head of any one of these labels, and they're going to make their numbers. You want to know why? Because after 18 months, everything turns into catalog. Mm-hmm. It's a catalog now, which means mm-hmm. it don't count for nothing besides our money. Mm-hmm. And they getting catalog every day. Mm-hmm. Think about this. Rock City is not on RCA right now. We're not on RCA no more. I got the plaque right there. Mm-hmm. Locked Away is still making sure that everybody at RCA gets their bonuses. Mm. We're not there. We ain't even got our fuck. We ain't even recoup yet. But mm-hmm. everybody at RCA get their bonuses because of songs like that that are bringing in hunt, uh, hunt, uh, 50 fucking million streams a year. That's money. Think about it. They're paying artists three, four million dollars because they got 20, 30 million streams. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm giving you fucking 50 million streams a year and I ain't even there and you ain't even got to do nothing for me. That's why these labels are making money, because of the back catalog. It's not because they're smart. The smartest fucking CEO I ever worked for was L.A. Reid, and Janik was really smart. John Janik, but he didn't really, we didn't really interact like that. But L.A. was, he knew his shit. He knew how to tell us how to win. These other motherfuckers, you'd be like, what are we going to do? I don't know. <laughs> we with me. We're going to work. We'll do like, how we do the God show, and it's like, y'all know that. Y'all with me? Like, these people that work at these labels, 
These labels, these motherfuckers don't even talk to their pe- employees. Mm-hmm. They don't even ask them, yo, D1, what do you think? Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? They, you know why they don't ask him that? Because he might say something conscious and right. Mm. He might say, I think that's fucked up if we do that. And now I'm going to do it anyway. Mm. And you're going to look at me like, you evil motherfucker. Mm. I told you that that was an evil thing to do and you still did it. <laughs> that's why they don't want to ask you. They don't want to develop a conscious. And that, my brother, is why I went independent. And mm. independence has been so beautiful, y'all. So tell me about independent because you actually are doing great being independent. <laughs> what? Yeah, so I was signed, you heard me, I had signed a uh, major label deal. I was at uh, RCA as well for a little while. Since going back independent, number one, the thing I love is that I can put out music at my own pace. Mm, that's a good one. At my own pace because I have so much music that I have stored up on my computer. I'm like, I don't want this stuff just sitting here so I can drop several projects a year. Now that direct to consumer fan base that I have and that, and that direct relationship, my fans are like, oh, we're not getting bored with you, D, because you keeping our interest because you're steadily dropping. You know what I mean? Now, I also don't have to worry about a label telling me, we don't like this song. Like, this can't go on the album. Or we don't like this project. I, I've had to sit in front of the label before, play a whole project for them, and have them looking at each other around the, around the table just kind of like making faces like, nah, this ain't it. We ain't putting this out. That's such a depleting feeling as a mm. creator. You know what I mean? And then that same song, I was like, I'm going to prove to these people that they wrong. I went back to New Orleans and shot a video for the same song that they was telling me wasn't going to do anything. It's a song called Sally Maybach, right? It was mm. about paying my student loans off. So I was like, yo, I just paid my loans off with part of my advance that I got from signing. No rapper has ever made a song about paying their student loans off, right? He ain't paying them no. Exactly. I was like, yo, this is going to be like, this is just going to be a song that people are going to really relate to. They ain't believing it. I went back home, shot a video to it. Song blows up. Next thing you know, it's not even on streaming platforms yet, but I'm getting a call from Wendy Williams, getting a call from The Real, getting a call from uh, ESPN, CNN to come and talk about this new hit viral song that I've made about paying my student loans off. Meanwhile, the record label got too much pride to say, D, you were right, we were wrong. Wait, so so why was that song able to be successful? Just because of the message behind it, people related to it? Or was it a way you marketed it? Like, what did you do to ensure the success of that song? What did I do to ensure that? You can never ensure the success Mm -hmm. of a song. But as an artist, you got to follow your heart. Mm -hmm. And when I created that song, I just knew this is going to be one of them ones. Because people can relate to it. And in an oversaturated game of hip-hop, I was like, there's very few topics that no one has ever made a song about Mm -hmm. before. This is one of them ones. First time. I was like, yo, this is it. Like, people going to feel this. And the record label didn't believe in it. But that was just one instance, yo. Independence has allowed me to feel so great when I wake up every day because I don't have a boss. You know what I mean? You know what most artists lose after they sign their deal? Hmm. You know what artists win when they're independent? Like, first of all, Tamir, let's be clear. 90% of the artists that are getting signed right now are getting signed because they have a buzz. Mm Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even, I really want to say 95%, but I ain't worked at the label in like 16 months, so maybe it's different, but 90%, right, artists get signed, because it was like 70-30 when I first started in my last situation, but it, it ended up being like 90-10, mm. but you know why artists lose the second time after they sign to a label? Because now you got opinions. You got opinions. Imagine somebody, imagine you getting dressed and every time you want to put on an outfit, it's 30 people in the room saying, but well, you can't wear your hair like that yep. because yep. this person needs to see it from this angle. And you yep. can't, and after mm. and sometimes you'd be like, man, you know, I don't even want to fucking do this no more. Right. And that's what's happening. You have, first of all, 
no, if you work at a record label, you should have an objective opinion on music. Mm. You should not have a, a subjective opinion. Mm. I learned that from LA. It's not about what you like. Mm. I always, I, I remember working with pop artists like Zara Larson or Fifth Harmony, and you know, I'd be in the room and I'd be thinking to myself, like, man, I grew up on UGK and Eight Ball and MJG. What the <laughs> fuck am I doing here with these people? But objectively, I, I have the intelligence to know how to make it work. Like, I'm like. It's what made me like A Ball and MJG. What made me, what made, so now I start trying to figure out, decipher what makes their audience like them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, it's not hard to work. It's just most, of, it's just people come in this shit bright eyed, like, oh, I'm about to get in the game. I love it. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. And then you get in the game and you be like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Damn, these are the people that I'm going to be right. with every day. It's right. breaking your spirit it's a lot of It time. starts yeah. killing your soul because. Yeah. You, you came in with all this passion, and now you got a, a, a label head that's like, yeah, fuck all that passion. I just signed this kid right here. He got a song called Kill His Mama, and it's streaming 8 million streams mm-hmm. a week. I need you to go blow it up. Mm-hmm. What do you don't even have a say-so. You can't say no. You say no, they firing you. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. And, it's, it only, and that's why A&Rs are usually the happiest, because A&Rs at least get to pick and choose what we bring in. Marketing people, they be the marketing people, they be so miserable because they don't have a say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, it's, it's like somebody coming to the God show saying, This is yeah. what y'all gonna talk about, this is y'all interviewing, this is what y'all doing, go do it. Mm-hmm. If, it eventually we'll be like, How you doing? This is Tamara, this is Ray, and we're talking to what's your name? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause we have but we are the reason why we love what we doing is because we have a say so. You know what I'm saying? We at the table together. We said we just sat in a room. Like, what do we want to talk about, y'all? We're, like, that's mm-hmm. dope. We're making our own decision. We didn't have a a, a a a person that's not from our culture saying, "Well, look, make sure you say uh so, to shout out them cigarette companies because they just cut us a check for eight million dollars." And you like, and you like, damn, I got to shout out a cigarette company. Right? The fuck. I don't Man. even like that. I don't want to do that. Right. Like, but you better mm. if you want to keep your motherfucking job. Mm-hmm. And that's why people at the labels are unhappy. Mm. Because they want to keep you, you got because you got because once you start making three hundred thousand, two hundred thousand a year, it's hard to find jobs making that, that much money, money a year mm-hmm. doing what we doing. It's mm-hmm. hard, so you got to just take it in and smile. Mm-hmm. And then, and you, then you know, bring a nigga. I bring a dude like this up, like yo, D one. He's real. He's that. He's this. What does his numbers say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, his audience loves him. Da da da. Yeah, but. They don't give a fuck if D1 is saying something that's going to help his community. We ain't here to help your community, nigga. Mm. We here to help our community. Yeah. We here to help our people stay rich. And guess what, Ray? You're one of our people now. Mm. That's what so I want to smile, to- nigga. <laughs> That's what I wanted to ask you. So you have more of a positive point of view on things. And even coming from New Orleans where, like, murder rates are still going crazy. Mm-hmm. How do you... How do you come into an industry that is kind of the opposite of positivity and things like that and stand in your message and still say, hey, I'm going to be successful. This is my message and I'm not going to adapt to the normal stands. I mean, standards. Because I'm a warrior and because I serve God. It's that simple. I'm mm. going in life like where the darkness at? That's where I need to be at because mm. I know I possess a light. Mm. And since I know I possess a light, man, where the darkness at? Oh, it's a lot of darkness in that music industry. That's where I need to be. Mm. Before this... I had a job. I was a middle school teacher. So when I was in that classroom every day, I was like, man, all they doing is idolizing their favorite rappers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't idolize any rappers anymore. I don't even call people legends anymore. Mm. Because it's like a legend of what? A legend of talking about how much dope you sold? Mm. A legend of talking about how many people you killed Mm -hmm. on records? You might be a talented rapper, but I can't call you a a legend or idolize you no more. Because I see the real world implications of that. So I got into this game to be a change agent. Like, I'm I'm a threat to the power structure that's brainwashing our kids. I like that. Yeah. I, I was going to challenge you, though. I, be, I love that you're teaching at Harvard. Mm-hmm. 
but I wish you was teaching at Banneker High School too. Mm. And I wish that you were teaching at Tri-Cities High School. I wish you was teaching Clark. at high schools of young kids from where we from. I mean, if you at Harvard, you should, you good. You know what I mean, basically. But I wish that you taught more. You should actually create a, a course and teach them. If you want some help, we can help around this mother. Mm -hmm. We can help you with mm -hmm. it. Like, LY, that's what we do. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying, I, I, that's what I get. That's where I get conflicted, where it's like, you know, it's like, because you got, you ambitious too. Like, you want to do something. You know what I'm saying? So you, it kind of like, man, I can go into that next step, but what about these people down here who I know they need me? And you want to send down the rope, but it's like, damn, it's another, I can use this rope to get to my next step. So it's that balance of serving yourself and your community, but not selling yourself short on your greatness. Mm -hmm. Because people always say Barack Obama didn't do much for the black community, <laughs> but it was one thing he did more that, that anybody else did. He showed us that a black man can do it. Yes. That was enough for me. Yeah. For me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, the I imagery cried when he was Representation. Yeah. Representation is important. I yeah. cried when Obama won. I couldn't believe it. That's inspiring. Because that, I didn't ever think I would see it in my lifetime. Yeah. My mom made me go down to Times Square and hold up signs and do the whole That's what I'm saying. But, that, but, but that's my thing. My point is, is that, is that, it's that, it's that balance of having that ambition that's in you, but also knowing that you have something in you that can help others. So, so I got an album dropping called From the Hood to Harvard. Okay. And it talks about my journey from the hoods in New Orleans, making it all the way to Harvard University. You know what I mean? Is it accompanied by a documentary? Yes, it is. I right. was just about to say it ain't, bro. Yep. It's, it's accompanied with a documentary. So that's dropping in the fall. And then I love what y'all show represents and stands for because September 1st, I got a new album dropping. This will be my 10th album. It's called Uno. Just like the God Show is an acronym, G-A-U-D. Uno stands for Underdogs and Outcasts. Oh. That's who the album is dedicated that's to. Oh, that's, that's my nickname. Everybody call me Uno. Everybody who know D1, they call me Uno. But I'm like, Uno stands for Underdogs and Outcasts. So, yeah, bro, that's what I do. And I love that I could be at Harvard, you know, teaching one day. And that I could be at Banneker High School or at Livingston High School in New Orleans or at McDonough 35 or something like that. Because people do need to see that. Dang, once you make it to a certain space in life, you haven't forgotten about the other people that are still like not where you are and 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 that are in the shoes that you were once in. So you gotta be you gotta be able to do both. You gotta be like, yep, I'm up here with Skip Gates at Harvard University and I'm right here with these ninth graders in the hood. You know yeah. what I mean? Kicking it. So they need us, because they need important. us. That's important. And being a slave to money is something that I never I never wanted to be that. So as an artist being independent, um, I don't have anybody to answer to. Mm -hmm. All I have to answer to is my fan base and God. So that's one of the benefits of independence. It's like, shoot, the record label might be like, oh, we need something that sounds more like this artist. We need something that's going to fit this format for radio, da-da-da. But that's what get people messed up a lot of times, and you start becoming a persona that you are imprisoned to. You, you, you become a character that ain't really you. I never was depressed. I never went through depression or was suicidal until I signed to a major record label. Damn. That's when I first experienced depression and first contemplated suicide, being signed to a major label. What because, got you through it? Huh? What got you through it? Oh, what got me through it? Therapy and remembering my purpose for why God created me. Mm. That's what got me through it. Because what happened is they took you from it. There you go. There you go. There you go. And you had to take yourself back there. And they made me question my purpose. And they made me question my talent. And they made me question my passion for what I was doing and, and what I dedicated so much of my life to in terms of this, this art form we call hip-hop. I remember that. I remember the day that I was thinking about ending my life. 
Mm. I remember it. I was on a tour. I was on the BET College tour in Nashville, Tennessee. See, it could look all good. It could look so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it could look so good. Depression doesn't have a look. But when you got the record label telling you, nope, we're not putting this out. Nah, when you uh when when you host this this show, I was hosting the red carpet for for the BT Hip Hop Awards. Nah, don't wear this, wear this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, say this in this song, change this line. Like man, what? Like this stuff, y'all taking away all the stuff that makes this fun and exciting to mm-hmm. me. You know, and you might think that it's not uh you might think that it's not that big of a deal or it's not that bad, but it is when you. When you champion yourself for being authentic and when you feel like your authenticity is being like like weaponized against you. There you go, Wep. You feel me? Finishing his word. Yeah. Because I already know, like, bro, bro, it's Chaka Zulu said this. He told me this. He said, he said, Ray, it's a it's a psychological warfare going on against our people. Mm-hmm. And we're fighting it every day. So, bro, that's what I'm telling you. We be torn. Money don't, money don't, money exposes it. It don't fix it. Cause once you get the money, you're a slave to it now. Man. Now you realize you need it, and that's scary. That's why I ain't going to lie, bro. That's why people, when I talk to my lawyer, he'd be like, why you, why you pay off your house? I'm like, because I don't want to be a slave. Bro, since I know my maker and since I know my savior, I am not controlled by a green piece of paper. Mm. That social security number the government gave you, it still can't identify the thing we call favor. Unexplainable blessings that keep humanity guessing. Price has been on the rise, so poverty keeps progressing. People look in my eyes and wonder why I'm not stressing. Baby, it's because I'm wise enough to know I'm protected. Bigger than all my bills. Cooler than all my coins. Demanding all my dollars go work for me. I employ them. Mm. Now I focus on family. Splurging on peace of mind. Spending on shopping sprees ain't better than spending time with the people you love. I done ran them digits up. But a million can't compare to giving my grandma a hug. So I'm going to grind my butt off. My grind is real. But while I'm living, I'm going to make an impact they're going to feel. Crazy. That's how I'm coming, bro. I refuse. I refuse. I I love it. I refuse. I want to ask you about lyricism since you just dropped that dope thing. So you said you consider yourself a lyricist. lyricist, Excuse me. Um, that's kind of lost in hip hop now. Mm. One of the reasons why, and we've said it, people have come on the show several times and be like, lyrics don't matter anymore. It's about getting a hit. Why doesn't it matter? Like, that was one of the reasons why, me personally, I liked hip hop. I love the way they played with words, I love the way they told stories. That's not happening nowadays. Why is lyricism not important in hip hop anymore? It's only not important to people who are interested in being hustlers inside the industry. If you're just interested in being a hustler, then lyrics ain't important to you because you don't respect the art form. Mm. You just simply like point me to the money. Mm-hmm. And to make money in hip-hop, you do not have to be a lyricist. We <laughs> clearly see that. <laughs> right. You feel me? So if you are a true student of the game and if you love the art form, then of course you're going to take pride in your lyrics. Mm-hmm. You're going to really care about outdoing yourself. I'm not competing with you. It's me versus my potential. Mm-hmm. So if I spit some fire on that last verse y'all just heard, I got to outdo that when I go home tonight. That's because I'm a lyricist. Mm. But you got too many people in the game. Yo, every, oh my gosh, everybody that's in the game rapping nowadays is not healthy for our culture. But we too afraid to call it out and be like, hey, that person look good. She got a big booty. That dude, he got a lot of money, but they are not healthy for our culture. 
And we afraid to say that because we, we want to be buddy-buddy with everybody. Mm. I am so thankful that I walked that line to where it's like, I love her as a human being because God created her. I love homie right there because he remind me of me. He another black man. But what they're doing is unhealthy for our culture. Mm. Mm. People won't say that. Because they, they feel like, oh, man, that's judging. That's da 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 That's that's not judging. That's called accountability mm. for something that we care about, which is this game and this culture. Accountability is not an attack. And people got to get used to, to feeling that. You got to feel me when I say that. You know, we do and, tend and, to and, 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 attack. Uh, Hip-hop is, hip is, is consumed globally by all races, all cultures. But it's for black people, it's one of our main ways out the hood. Mm-hmm. And... As much as you can hear it as an Asian man or as a white man or as a white woman, Asian woman, your kids are hearing it and they're not taking it seriously. There you go. Our kids are hearing it and they're taking it seriously because they're surrounded by it. So when you hear that shit, it's just that. You say I'm selling dope on Linux Ave and I'm a kid from Linux Ave. That resonates with me more than a white kid who don't know what Linux Ave is. Yeah, like, yeah, nigga, like, so it's different for us because not only it's it's literally it is it is our our our, um not extract. Oh my God, what's the word with something like peaches are? Oh, it's our our export. Yeah, our export. Hip hop is our export. We export that to the rest of the world. world. Yeah, and 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 it feeds our families and it changes our lives. It made more millionaires than I think sports than anything hip hop has. But it's done some damage and it's some shit to fix. And the only way to me to fix it is by almost making music like D1 make uh, mandatory. Mm. Like for every eight songs we play that we that are negative, we need to play two songs mm-hmm. that are going to feed the people. You know the news does okay, that? Yeah, That's why the news has, like, happy segments. Because they say so much negative stuff. They be like, hold on, we can't depress everybody. Yes. Let's do a happy segment in there. We need to start doing that with When I was a little boy growing up, I just feel like every rap album I listened to, they always was going to give you at least that one positive song mm-hmm. at the end. That one song that had a meaningful message in it. You know what I mean? And nowadays, we've gotten away from that. Like, people, people do not feel the need to at least put something wholesome out there or something meaningful out there and it's just all about being consumed with the fame that come along with this stuff like people are addicted to fame more than they're addicted to money Mm. in hip-hop nowadays you got so many people who who are content with being famous but they still broke but they content i had a little i had a little brother tell me one time d he was asking me how to make it as an artist i said brother before I made it as an artist, I had a nine to five. I graduated from college, all this stuff. I said, so you might need to get you a job while you're still on your grind musically to help fund your passion. Mm-hmm. This dude looked me in my eyes, Ray, and said, man, I got 20,000 followers. What I look like with a job? Oh, Followers does not equate to money or life. But, or but, but that's how seriously people take themselves nowadays. Man, I got 20,000 followers, man. What I look like with a job? If you have more followers... Then you have money in the bank. You need to rethink your approach to life. Tawan said Absolutely. That to me the other day. I said, he got that me. I said that. I said, I was like, bro, if you don't, if you have bro. more followers, bro, you have money, you need to rethink bro. your approach to life. That means you're putting your energy in the wrong places. Yeah, bro. But we have this segment before we wrap, because I got to, we got to have you back. Like, bro, like, we got to do something with you. Mm. We mm-hmm. have to, right? Like, it's like, bro, you so, but like, I, I, I want to, but I want to do it 
differently though. Like I have an idea that I'm gonna pitch to you where I want to do it in front of a community of people, mm. like a community of kids, I like at a high school. Mm-hmm. Bring like bring the God Show to a school. Let you talk mm. a, a rapper who's making money rapping. Mm-hmm. We got to start doing stuff like that. We have to for mm-hmm. our community. But we have this part of the show called Credit Check. And Credit Check is where you give a shout out to three, two or three unsung heroes in your career. I know them. I, I, I know them off the top of my head. The Tell first me. one, Gio Bivens. Gio. Gio Bivens. Yes. He signed me. Really? He signed me, bro. Shout out to Gio. He's a, he's a radio promo guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he signed me. So... That was big. When I, when I was signed to RCA, Gio changed my life. I mean, that advance put me in a different tax bracket. You nice. Financially, I had just stopped teaching a few years ago, and I was trying to find my way in hip-hop. And when I did choose to sign a deal for a few years, Gio signed me. And when I was signed to Gio, it was a lot of open communication. It was a lot of him explaining Realness. how things was working. Realness, bro. So I never, I, I never forget those talks me and him had in his office sitting over there. I think it was like... 550 Madison Avenue or yeah, something like that up sure, there in New York. Sure. Yeah, in the, in the, in the I building. I that building. Yeah, bro. So, uh, Gio Bivens, unsung hero, uh, definitely. And, and yeah, that's a big part of my story. Another unsung hero, Rob Love. Mm. Rob Love, New York's own, my man Rob Love. Ooh. Rob got me out of my deal. You heard me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> one got you and one got you. Oh, yeah, it's a... Gio was no longer over my division when I uh, when I was trying to get out my deal. Just to make it clear, it wasn't Gio. It was some other. Yeah, <laughs> Not, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't even know what adjective to use. Who was the head of the division at that time? And I was like, bro, this is not a good situation I'm in. Rob came on board and started working with me. And once Rob realized like how much of a clown you know was running the top of the uh, you know my division. Rob was like, yeah, this is a messed up situation. But luckily, Rob had a relationship from back in the day with that same person, right, who was running my division. Rob was like, this person's OG. Rob was like, look, you got two choices. The record label owed me some money because I had gone on tour and I paid for the tour out of pocket. They were supposed to reimburse me. I had tour support money. Rob was like, if you want that money back from them because they take a while to reimburse or whatever, if you want that money back from them, I ain't going to be able to get you out this deal right now. If you're not tripping on that bread from that tour, I get you out this deal tomorrow. I say, man, forget that little bread. You heard me? Let's get out this deal. Exactly. Twenty-four hours later, I was out my deal. Mm. Rob, you a you a you a blessing, bro. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's two right there. You got one more? Yeah, I got one more. Let me think. Uh, I would say, golly, the first. Uh, I would say the first person who ever fully believed in me when I, uh, you know, when I stopped. Yeah, when I stopped teaching in New Orleans was uh was actually a doctor. We call him the hip hop doc. Mm. So I was running around chasing after Lil Wayne, T.I., Ludacris, trying to get cosigns from big rappers at the time, trying to be signed underneath a bigger rapper. And everybody was always like, Man, you dope, but you're a little too different. I don't know if people yeah. gonna fit it. It was a doctor who was like, Look, man, I don't know what them people talking about, but like, I'm in these schools all the time, and I know that these kids need what you possess. So with that being said, I take you up under my wing, and we could go, and we could get it popping in front of all these students. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I was like, man, bet. So before I ever had a co-sign from a major label artist or, or a big rapper or something, I had a doctor. We called him the hip-hop doc. 
back in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, who took me under his wing and exposed me to a whole bunch of students that ended up being like a real confidence builder for me to where I was like, man, forget what the tastemakers talking about. When I get in front of people, I got a hundred percent success rate. And it was because of him giving mm, me those platforms and like those that. stages that I saw that. So like I'm that. still undefeated to this day. When I get in front of people, it's game over. I'm I undefeated. All right. Last so question. because you are on the God show, I have to ask you, do you consider yourself a goat or underdog? And oh, why? I'm definitely an underdog. Why? Yeah, because I know that what I have is something that people need, but it's not something that the powers that be want to see in front of the masses. Mm. And I've been knowing that. I've been knowing that I'm a light in a dark industry. So that's why I'm an underdog. I like that. Light in the dark industry. Well, I'm going to tell you, man, your story is some goat shit. The fact that you were able to take what the fact that 90% of the artists out here are out here saying, pick me, pick me, pick me, help me, help me, help me. And you found a way and you figured out, like you just said, that when I talk to y'all gatekeepers, it's always trouble. When I talk to the people, I get the reaction and took the balls to bet on yourself. We are calling you a goat and we are celebrating you. And I'm telling you, brother, you are invited here any day you want. You can just show up <laughs> any day. Just show up, bro. Yeah. We want you here, bro. We celebrate you. Thank we appreciate you for coming on the show. Thank you, I Ray. swear. Thank you, you the Ray. first person to rap on the couch. For real. Thank first you. person you broke. Now, now every artist going to be like, man, come on, man. Give me a shot, man. Yeah, D1. He from New Orleans, man. I'm from Atlanta, man. We both from the same hood, right? Right, right, right. But uh, once again, shout out to our sponsors. Shout out to Toten Carry. We love you guys. Shout out to Yoko Vaca and like subscribe and man listen people fuck with this man yes we gotta support our superheroes we gotta support them buy, buy if you don't want to hear the music buy a piece of merch if you don't want to buy a piece of merch watch the documentary there's so many ways to support an artist support this man because this man is a hero and he's out here really trying to affect the community in the right way and mm -hmm. if we cannot celebrate him we don't deserve nothing good coming our way because if pure hearts don't win, then all the evil hearts is just going to keep shining. That's why y'all women got to stop fucking with the got nice guys. This the Ray God Boo. Show. We are out. <laughs> yeah. Got that last little jab in. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.